listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. something i don't know you're trying to lose weight you're trying to get back on your nutrition diet or you're you're trying to build your faith again a relationship with god or you're trying to build a relationship with your wife or your kids if you have somebody that you can rely on if you have that ally for you in your in your corner somebody that checks you somebody that can say to you hey todd um you understand you're trying to get, you know, you're trying to become nutritious again, trying to eat right. Um, but I'm, I'm understanding now you're still eating the, the hostess pie and you're, you're, you're not walking, you're not doing your steps. That kind of check, that kind of alliance, that kind of ally that actually helps to strengthen you. Everybody needs somebody like that, whether that be a coach, whether that be a trusted friend, whether that be your spouse, um, whoever it is. Um, for our industry, we need those organizations and those people who check us as as people who are really dug in to the change and the transformation of what our industry is going through right now, especially with our pharmacists out there. There's 300,000 of you out there. Um, some of you are stressed out. Some of you are burnout, understandably, why you are. And we need advocacy. We need teams of people that surround us in different sectors, different uh, factions of pharmacy, our long-term care, our consultants, our community pharmacists, our chain pharmacists, and really be able to come together as a, as a brother and sisterhood, as a team, as people that care about each other. I care about you. I care about the success of our industry and our profession. And there's two guys that I'm going to introduce today from RPH Ally that I'm very excited to be working with. I've been working with Dr. Sean journal now for years. Um, I've known Kevin Walker, Dr. Walker through LinkedIn, and now they've joined forces and have really brought some growth and maturity to the organization that started off um, just like the Pharmacy Podcast Network. We were a one-man band for 10 years, and, and now we have a staff and we have uh, listeners and we have uh, sponsorships. And I think RPHL is going through that same thing, but Sean, it's great to have you back and talking with you. And Kevin, I want to welcome you as well to the Pharmacy Podcast. Thanks, Todd. Yeah, no, it, and I feel like this is, you know, you, we've had this conversation before, Todd, where you started out as a one-man band. And then now with, with Kevin on board as co-owner, and then all the suite of, like, we have almost 25 signed uh, experts that are going to be working through RPHL, providing education and support, you know, to to the nation of pharmacy, to the pharmacy nation out there. So it is truly exciting. So hopefully, I've, I've taken some of your lessons and hopefully, you know, got there faster than the ten years, right? So, but but super excited to be partnering in this with Kevin. I mean, he's a brother of mine now, and and I mean, we're in lockstep and ready to explode. Kevin, why why are we doing this? Why why is now the time? to put together an organization that is ready to accelerate the success of our pharmacists and also become a checks and balance barometer of what's real and what's fake and what we're going to 
support and what we're not going to support. What what is this RPH ally? Yeah, I mean, I think Todd, the the reason why we need it is I think as a profession we need something that Sean and I have talked about for a bit, and it's hope. You know, we we've done just so many things in the profession and and grown and advanced how we can provide care and and take care of our patients. But the one thing that seems to be forgotten oftentimes is taking care of each other, you know, to really connect with each other and, and form that bond, that brotherhood, that alliance that you were just mentioning kind of in the intro component there. And that's why our PH ally is, is just so excited to be able to do that, to strip down a lot of these silos, you know, that are happening throughout pharmacy and a lot of the pressures that aren't necessarily anything to do with us as individual pharmacists, but some industry pressures that are out there that we have to find ways to band together and advocate for everything that we truly love as a profession. And I think that's why both Sean and I, you know, have both experienced some golden handcuff components or being on the other side of the fence with some of those industry folks um, and realizing that, there were so many things in our personal character that we cared so much about what our profession could deliver to patient care that breaking free of that and being able to work together and and have the freedom to uh, to take care of all the folks inside of the pharmacy world and allow them to take care of us uh, is, a, is a wonderful experience. And uh, we've been both so very blessed with the number of folks like yourself and so many others that have reached out and supported our PH Ally, even at this, you know, kind of stage of growth. Um, it's It's been a real blessing. So I think the positioning, you know, is is always about timing, and sometimes timing is dumb luck, um, and sometimes timing is very strategic. And I'd like to say that in with our PH Ally, it's a little bit of both. You know, we we really came into existence and fruition right now during a time where I think we've we've never needed each other as much as we do today. It's true, and I see things in so many sectors when I go to the conferences and I attend the the NCPA or the NASP or the ASCP or the NACDS and all that alphabet soup, um, all of them, the common denominator is patient, better patient care driven by pharmacists and being collaborative and working together. And that's easier said than done, but there's a common thread with RPH Ally and that is the empowerment based on what we know works and being able to filter out what we know doesn't work um, the world of uh, Reddit, for example, I used to hmm. always check in um, up until about a year ago at the Reddit board that had a pharmacy sector and about 85 to 90 percent of it was all negative. And mm -hmm. it was all about how trashed the industry was and everything's a dumpster fire. And uh, people were, you know, telling, saying how horrible things are and something from that group. I stopped going to it um, because it was just. Uh, every time I'd make a comment, um, I'd I'd catch flack. Like um, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm like I've been here 20 years, you know, pal. Mm -hmm. I definitely know what I'm talking about. But that glass half empty mentality will not change anything, mm -hmm. and it will not help us become an organization in state to statewide, local, federal, where pharmacist is having a voice in changing policy it then trickles down into PBM reform and trickles down into um, what tools should be in the bag of a physician versus a pharmacist versus a nurse practitioner. Mm -hmm. And an example of that is PGX. And I'd like to talk to you guys about that because you have a, a forum for them. And, and that's a good example. So PGX should be in the hands of our pharmacist in their tool bag to be able to execute and be able to request that that test be done based on the advisement of somebody who has 
a degree and insight and experience into medications that make sense for the condition that you're in so that you can feed back to the primary care physician, hey, this is a psychotropic. It has a 65% chance that it's not going to work based on the data I have before me. We got to run this PGX test, so we're going to run it, and then you're going to get data within 45 days or 48, I'm sorry, 48 hours after we run it. It's going to come to the EHR, and it's going to show, show you what we're doing and how we're going to make adjustments and what new NDC we have to run for request for you to you know, um, make a change. And mm -hmm. those kinds of things, that sounds like science fiction, but it's happening right now. It's literally, we're, we're setting stage, but we have to repeat that with hundreds and thousands of pharmacists following that directive where we're like, this needs to change in healthcare to make sense. It's in the wrong sandbox. It needs to be in the pharmacist medication management sandbox. And guess mm -hmm. what? The listeners, that's what RPH Ally is doing. They're building these channels. They're building this criteria of, of better education. I love the farm uh, BA, uh, the, the P-H-A-R-M BA. I absolutely love the concept of that. But let's stop for a second and let's go back and see the purpose of RPH Ally in giving our pharmacists the ability to kind of tap into each other, but also tap into these baked cakes that give us more throughput as pharmacists. Yeah, no, that, that one's fun, Todd, because it's, you know, it's, it's, I love how Kevin phrased it is our, our SEO, right. Our support education and opportunities. Right. And uh, I mean, you all, you know, more than anybody, Todd, that our pharmacists need support that they're not getting right now. So, so that's where we built in the channels, you know, various channels where, you know, the, the farm D financial planning, the pharmacist support channel, like that's where Eric's leading that from a, you know, burnout, substance abuse, mental health type of side of, of things. Um, we are getting ready to launch our career coaching channel. Um, very unique to RPH Ally, kind of like the RPH Ally way, because it's, it's really going to be diving into um, really like your human elements that we tend to forget as pharmacists, right? Um, what else, Kevin? Then we have the men's health and the women's health, and um, we have a marketing channel coming soon for both independent pharmacists and pharmacists that want to build their own consulting practice and then kind of like a pharmacy book support channel so those are all great things that we need support in then the education side is like kind of what you said is like teaching our pharmacists how to get into these into these you know st strategies for lack of a better term like into these niches 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 <laughs> And, uh, and, uh, but really, you know, start, but it's not just the pharmacists themselves either. It's like, you know, if you're an independent pharmacist or just someone wanting to launch your consulting practice, we have all these education channels that are launching soon that we're in the process of launching that will teach you how to do point of care testing, remote patient monitoring, PGX, diabetes, wellness, patient advocacy, publishing. Oh gosh, Kevin, it's, it's right in front of me here. I'm going to, it's, uh, the list goes on. Um, no, it, it does with. With yeah. new people kind of being added all the time. And I think the other ones that, you know, you and I are so excited about is, you know, general clinical communication, you know, that for a support element for us. Um, when we're looking at the those folks that have unique abilities as one of my uh, close friends and cousins, Ashley Walker, shout out to her um, and does so well. So I think that that and diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, that a that we're going to bring in there are just so many other pieces to support. But Sean, the educational channels that you know, the bait cakes that Todd is really getting into there. Here's here's the piece that you and I just kind of 
envision from our different backgrounds. You know, I went through a residency. You did not go in through a residency. We both had mentorship along the way to get us where we wanted to be. Um, and because of that, we knew like the importance of a CE gives you one hour, two hours, eight hours, whatever the case is. You cannot learn a skill and be able to take that skill and deploy it inside of your healthcare system if you're a hospital pharmacist and your community pharmacy setting into your entrepreneurial endeavors into your you know non-custom tracks whatever kind of pharmacist you are you know to be able to take something from being a concept to being executable you know you need these kinds of experts you know that are coming in and really taking you from a to z you know todd saying that the fully baked cake like you need all the ingredients you need to know how you're going to cook it you know the temperature settings to make sure that you're delivering this in an appropriate way so you can feed your family and so you can take care of your patients and i think that's that's what i feel so blessed about you know sean i know we both do that the folks that have jumped on board not only do they absolutely love pharmacy and wanting to push the profession but they also they've they've done it they've They've failed, they've learned through failure, and they've been able to put things together that now we can have folks join these channels and be able to walk alongside them and get results. You know, and that's that's what I care about most. I don't want any empty promises that we're just dropping, you know, one one moment, you know, on someone's kind of paradigm. I want it to be a shift. So the training aspect, um, online training, digital training, M learning, there's so many different um, expressions of what we're talking about. And wow. Um, I, I feel old, uh, gentlemen, and let me tell you why. <laughs> when I, I came out of uh, high school, I started going to college part-time. This would have been in 1991. I didn't have any money. So I started uh, selling cars at a local Mazda Volkswagen dealership, started going to school at nighttime. Um, and it took me a long time to only take one or two credits because of the untraditional way that I went to school. And, um, and then, uh, something that changed my life is I, I sold on, uh, if anybody remembers what a Mazda nine to nine was, it was their luxury car. And I sold one of these to a, um, a gentleman named Joe Conlin of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And he was a sales manager at Sprint. And this was mm -hmm. in 1996. And he says, you don't belong in the car industry. You're, uh, you're too honest. You're too polished. You're too professional. I want you to come work for me. And I'm like, all right. Uh, all right. Well, well, you know, I was bored. I hated, sell I hated selling cars. Hated it. And I went and I started working in telecommunications. And that was the beginning right around 97, 98 of the birth of the internet in business. And to not have internet or anti anything connected to that and the, and the quick evolution of what that did to commerce, what that did to our world, what that did to general communications. And there's good and bad, we know. There's good and bad in everything. Uh, there's been a lot of evil that's come from the internet and there's been a lot of uh, blessings and wonderful wonderfulness that's come from the internet. But, but the world of content development by pharmacist for pharmacist is something that I started and I believed in since the, the, the very beginning of, of the pharmacy podcast. So let's talk about content development. Let's talk about RPH allies, uh, educational play and how important that is. Yeah. I think when it comes to content development and how we're kind of deploying a lot of these things, Todd, the, the uniqueness and like the individual channels is 
in, instead of dropping something that is just purely asynchronous um, or just a here's a booklet for you to be able to read through, you know, we we made sure that all of our all of our thought leaders are actively engaging with the individuals inside of that content, right? And so not only is there a platform that allows for, you know, as Sean has described before with forums and, you know, chat communications and live feeds and media centers and et cetera, et cetera, that's fairly robust. Like inside of there, you really get to talk to real human beings back and forth conversationally with them hosting, you know, the ability for you to be able to once again engage to bring you along the process. And I know at least for me, like the um, the cost of a residency um, was, you know, basically when you break everything down with what I could have been paid as a pharmacist, probably $80,000, right? Eighty dollars to $85,000 is what I lost in that year. Uh, but gained you know a ton of great insights. Uh, so when developing that content, I was able to be with my mentor on a one-on-one -on -one basis for a very high price tag. And so Sean and I are you know really trying to make sure that the content we're putting in place has some of the asynchronous elements that allows for some scalability, so that folks can get these things at a vastly reduced price, but also keep that connectivity you know that's so necessary for someone to actually get it. You know Sean and I talk about real life pharmacy school. Sean is a big fan of that of that term. And you know, I, it's grown on me because it really has because once you get out of the didactic academic types of settings, you recognize how the real world works and what things can be done and what can't be done and what pays the bills and what doesn't. And uh, being able to deliver that with both the asynchronous elements of having all those online tools you mentioned, Todd, but also going back a little old school and bringing people together to be able to communicate and walk through things is where uh, where I really think the magic happens inside of those settings. And, you know, all of our programs are a year long. You know, we want them to be a year long to walk someone through. I was talking to uh, Banaz the other day, a wonderful pharmacist in the PGX space. And uh, she was like, you know, Kevin, you, you can't just have someone eat through a certification and think now this person is ready. You know, they're ready to take on the world and be an expert inside of this field. Like the complexities and the nuances are so deep and there's so many patient scenarios that happen and giving a year for people to be together with an expert allows you to encounter those kinds of nuances and to be able to talk about them and, and cover them. So I feel like that's, that's where we feel. I mean, there's, there's no secret sauce. We're just trying to help the pharmacy community out uh, and make sure that we're delivering stuff that really is valuable. And we're hoping that that is a format to do so. Yes. Um, Dr. Banaz Sarami has been part of the pharmacy podcast now for about two and a half, three years as our, one of the leaders for PGX for pharmacists. And I just, I just think the world of her, she's not only so intelligent, um, but it, but her delivery of content is so well done and it, it comes from our heart so that I really am drawn towards pharma. I mean, pharmacists in general, number one, but number two, the ones that really have a fire in their eye and they, they want to do something that puts a stake in the ground that, that they can help uh, advance medicine, that they can advance healthcare, advanced better outcomes for, for patients and be able to dig into what they're, passionate about and and how RPH Ally brings those those people at one one environment to share and learn from each other and and be able to support each other as we said from the beginning Sean you and I have these little talks that we'll have every once in a while we get on the the phone or we get on Zoom and and we go through what's necessary in the industry and and you introduced me to so many amazing people um, it was, it was bled to Dr. Tanoe that, that came through RPH Ally from, from my perspective and, and realizing 
how that grassroots uh, started with her and her own experience as a chain pharmacist in Oklahoma. And now this is an international initiative that everyone knows, you know, her name and what pizza is not working stands for and how it's ultimately about patient care. But just like Kevin said, you cannot give better patient care if you're not taking care of yourself. And if you're not checking, you know, how many bathroom breaks you've taken, how much water you've drank, um, how, how many, how long you've been standing in one place where the, the, the balls of your feet are on fire because you've been standing in one place for too long and, and how the metrics may be unrealistic and, and how the, the churn and burn and fast food, uh, would you like shots with that? Call out to that group. Um, that's just not working. And, uh, and our PH ally is a, not only a conduit, but an amplifier for all of those initiatives that we can assure that um, our pharmacists feel like that they have a voice that's being, that's being heard. Um, and then you backfill that with the education and with things like we're talking about content development, but kind of for the listeners, just in case they don't realize, let's give examples to the listeners of how this all comes together under the umbrella of RPH Ally. Um, and Sean, what the original vision was? Well, the original vision included collaborating amongst professionals, right? But I didn't have those connections early on, right? Where now it's like, it's coming together how it should come together. But not, no way could I have pr predicted like how we're building this out like two, three years ago, right? So this is, I mean, this is, it's kind of a wild ride for me because it's it's all coming together so easily right now. And that's, what's so fun about it. It's just like, it's, it's, I mean, it's a lot of hard work. Kevin and I are like, you know, we're, we're not sick of each other at all. We're on a lot of calls together all day long, but, but it's just like the amount of support and, and engagement we're getting from, from other leaders is just, it's, it's phenomenal, Todd. I forgot the question. What was the question? <laughs> the, the original purpose and now how it's evolved, but also how it's coming together. So you, did, you answered it perfectly. Okay. Yeah. And, and I guess, and now, now it's, it's, you know, with, with the SEO, I mean, it just, it, it feels so good to be able to provi provide that support, provide the education, like Kevin said, real life pharmacy school, and it's, and it's taught by pharmacists in the trenches doing this themselves. So it's valid. Right. And I, I just love that, love that piece to it that we can bring so much. And then when, when we get into the opportunities, I mean, there's, there's multiple ways that opportunities are going to come. Number one is going to be helping create opportunities through teaching these pharmacists how to do other things. And then it's also just future partnerships that we're really working hard to get for our pharmacists to, to get better opportunities for them. So, you know, one thing, Todd, that you already know is, uh, is our, our buddy, Sean is just way too humble. Um, <laughs> and so, so it's, amazing guy like he just he creates relationships so easily and he's very genuine as a human being like he, he wears his heart on his sleeve kind of guy which i think you just grow to love about him uh, as a human but the one thing he's done with with bled that i just i really appreciate being part of is within advocacy that you're talking about there is you know there are lots of different voices out in pharmacy lots of different problems you mentioned reddit before i've i've been on reddit it is a very real and raw place to go to, um, to see like how the pain of pharmacy is out there. In fact, I just shared something with Sean just the other day on some Reddit posts. But regardless, I think that that advocacy has to be actionable. Like we, we've talked about things for so long and being able to have a roof, you know, that Sean and I are more than happy to have with our PH ally to host a number of these incredible like movers, you know, not just talkers, but movers inside of the space to really bring these things together in terms of advocacy. And, you know, 
there's just, there's so many pieces. I don't want to touch on, I guess, all of them, but just when it comes to working conditions, we've got, we've got to talk about it. We've got to address it. We've got to find ways to make it happen and move forward. When it comes to reimbursement, when it comes to, you know, pharmacists providing additional like care and where your licensure kind of expands. I mean, there, that is just a very small sample of all the other things that us as pharmacists are dealing with within our individual industries, but bringing together a lot of these minds, you know, the, um, would you like shots with that? You know, as another great example, I think that you just mentioned, Todd, of how do we find ways to collaborate and actually do things that are going to be impactful and deliver them to the people that are actually going to be able to make changes? Because if we continue just to talk inside of our, our hollow silo, even together, the voice doesn't go out, you know, so us to be able to deliver that message to mass audiences, to patient facing audiences, to other allied healthcare professionals, you know, that's something that, you know, Sean and I feel really excited to be a small part of being able to uh, house those folks in kind of one room and be able to move the needle on a lot of those advocacy pieces that we're, we're super excited about, you know, a lot of background work is happening right now amongst multiple groups, but that's something that our PHA ally is one, making sure we're keeping our nose clean in every way possible and staying as transparent as we possibly can um, so that our members know like these guys aren't just another group, another org that's going to try to take advantage of their membership, trying to suck money off of us and then not deliver on promises. Like it's it's as grassroots as it can get, Todd. Like you're literally looking at us in our own homes right now, right? Our own offices. And yeah. We're not we're not making 600k just coming off of the back of another industry partner. You know, we we are folks that are just trying to say like we want to help and be there to be able to make a difference. So I think I mean I'm just thankful for that kind of question, Todd, because that's something we're both very passionate about. Sometimes I can get too passionate about it, so I got to rein myself in a little bit, which I'm thankful for my colleagues. But excited to make make some moves in that space and stop talking. <laughs> I just action. you know that oh action. <laughs> there's the there's the tough love aspect of you know when i'm a i'm a father of four right so they range from 19 to age 10 and um you know there's an aspect of of being a parent um being a dad that there's sometimes you have to be authoritative uh, versus leadership and there's a big difference between leadership and being an authority and sometimes they mesh and sometimes they overlap and it needs to be, especially with kids. Well, when I think of our industry, the tough love and the authoritative and the leadership is also very necessary. Mm -hmm. Authoritative being more administrative and leadership being more visionary. And um, the people that sit on the sidelines and bitch and moan and don't do anything, uh, they don't forward a podcast episode, they don't find a article or a blog that, you know, is, is evidence-based that's been written by a pharmacist to send it to a fellow collaborating physician. They're, they're not looking up uh, pharmacists United for truth and transparency, or they're not going to the NCPA annual meeting or whatever it is. They're just not engaging. These people need to understand that the faster they get involved, whether it be something mammoth where they send you guys a $10,000 you know, check for uh, for expenses and support to something extremely, you know, um, minim minimal, like sharing a tweet or sharing an Instagram post, all of that collectively helping us transform an industry that's paying your bills, that's paying your student loans, that's giving you a livelihood, 
to literally move from feeling like you have a job to feel like you're on a mission and that you're passionate about doing what you're doing. That to me is what RPHLA is all about. Oh, that's, that's awesome, Todd. If, if you're going to write that $10,000 check, buddy, you just send it on over my wife and Sean's wife would be stoked. So you just, you just let us know when that's coming through and we'll, we'll look for it. No, but you're, you're right, buddy. I mean, I think the, the standing on the sidelines is just so easy. Like it's so easy to do. It's kind of like the Monday morning quarterback symptoms um, or syndromes, but it's, it's so much more fun. Like it is so much more fun to be involved and be real and get to connect with people. And I think that's the, uh, that's the thing that just lights Sean and I up kind of every morning. We know you share that same thing, Todd, about just trying to find ways to, uh, to make sure that we're staying engaged in advancing things that, you know, benefit patients because we care about them most, um, but also care about the industry and the other professionals sharing those podcasts, sharing those blog posts that are by pharmacists. Like we, we often find ways to not support other pharmacists, you know, and, and I've seen that several times throughout the industry, almost like there's a, you know, middle child syndrome, no hating on the middle, middle children. I'm an oldest child. So it's a very oldest child thing to say. Sean, Sean is a middle child. So I can, I can do that. But regardless, like there is, there's something that we feel like we've got to keep something back in our bag of tricks, or we have to withhold, you know, something because we have to maintain value. That's not the case. If we all can get together, we all win. Like that's, that's the one thing that we often miss. I feel like in the profession, it's because we have so many disparate organizations that aren't all inclusive, you know, that don't bring everybody together. You know, they've, they've labeled one section of the industry less important than the other. And that is a hundred percent, not us. Like if you are, a retail pharmacist, you are clinical, like you are pushing the edges yep. of pharmacy. If you are a hospital pharmacist, you are not just a dungeon dweller clicking on buttons. Like you have incredible value to the space. If you're not using your PharmD as an RPH, just imagine the way that you're impacting the healthcare world and the rest of the medical world with what you're doing. So, I mean, I, I think that's the other thing we need, Todd, is just we need to have a united front, you know, when it comes to what we're trying to do as a profession. Agreed. Uh, bravo. And the fact that both of you are leading this with so much um, passion and push and, you know, when when you do something for so long and you don't feel like that there's any movement, it can really burn you out. And, um, you know, I tried to um, push off, shut down or sell uh, the pharmacy podcast uh, several times in, in its beginnings of, of its first 10 years because of how um, frustrated I was. And sure enough, um, you know, there's that, that cartoon that shows the, the miner underneath the ground, you know, trying to mine for gold and, and he's one or two, uh, you know, digs away or, you know, from, from getting into that, that place. But if you don't have a, if you don't have a brother, if you don't have a sister, if you don't have a friend, you don't have somebody being there for you, like I said at the very beginning, to double check you, to call you on. I can't tell you how many times Sean has called me out. Um, he called me on my mobile phone and he's like, dude, what was this post about? Or, hey, guy, no, don't do it this way. Like, that's not like I needed that. And I, I the first couple of times that he did it, I was like, what the hell is this guy like shunning me for? And then after I let it soak in and I kind of prayed about it, I'm like, wait a second. This guy is just as much for the success of pharmacists uh, as I am, and he is a pharmacist. I should take his advice and his his insight. And it made such a difference in my life, and I have so much to appreciate that. So 
you're literally are practicing what you're preaching, like the the call to the carpet and the and the hand holding and the support and the assurance. It's soaking and it and it's flowing through the the veins of what is our PHLI. So, and I'm a testimony of that because that tell you remember those calls, Sean? Oh yeah, no, I do. I I remember the topics as well, but we won't get into that now, will yeah. we? That's for, another, <laughs> for another podcast, some bourbon. <laughs> No, and thank you, Todd. I mean, I, I look at what you've done in the pharmacy or in the podcast space, and I'm, I'm just impressed that you've given the voice to so many different pharmacists that I've been able to meet through just through being a part of your network now for a couple of years. And it's 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 great, Todd. So hats off to you as well, because it's, it's the same. We're trying to do the same thing. And, and you understood what I was trying to do early on before anybody else even thought, you know, thought possible. So you, you've been in our corner for a long time now. So thank you for that. Absolutely. We have to. If I'm going to be here, I'm going to be making money through the farm. I mean, if you if you follow the money trail, it all goes back to the pharmacist and the labor of that pharmacist, whether it's in the specialty disease state or, or hospital system or community, whatever. And I couldn't sleep at night if I didn't feel like what I'm doing day after day after day wasn't making an inch or a micro inch or a centimeter or a foot of a difference. And I know that it I know that you're listening right now and you're frustrated. You're driving to work right now. You're in traffic. You see that car ahead of you. You're going to want to run them off the road because of the way that they're driving right now. Uh, because you're like, I don't want to go to my job. I, and it feels like a job. I don't want to punch the clock. I don't want to go fill prescriptions. I don't want to get screamed at by the the mother that's holding the three-year-old that you know is allowing their six-year-old to run up and down my aisles and pull vitamins off the shelf and throw them on the floor. Like you don't want to put up with that because it's burning you out. And I want you to know, I want you to take a look if you haven't already, R-P-H-L-I, um, R-P-H-L-I, A-L-L-Y.com, filled with pharmacists just like you, um, people who understand, someone that you can reach out to and ask for assistance or help or recommendations or guidance or something but I believe in this group. Um, I believe in you, uh, Kevin, and you, Sean, of what you've built and what you put together. I want to help make this better. Um, want to help it excel and um, you know reach other people and 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 what you're doing. So, in wrapping up, I want to turn it back over to the both of you and just kind of give a shout out to our listeners um, who may not be engaged and kind of what what you can tell them about the group and and what you can say is 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 available to them through this association. Yeah, no, thanks so much, Todd. I'm just, uh, I'm, it's been a wonderful conversation. It's always great to be able to talk to uh, to you and to talk to the listeners that are potentially out there. And regardless of the circumstances, like we see the trajectory of our profession, we see the trajectory of industry, you know, we see the writing on the wall, reading the tea leaves, whatever analogy we kind of want to use. And the only way for us to, to affect or to change what's going to happen and where we position ourselves is to get involved. And so I think that's the reason why, you know, Sean and I have chosen Uniting Pharmacy as the front kind of leader of the way that we're thinking about RPH Ally, because we, we have an opportunity to unite and we have an opportunity to make a difference. And uh, we'd love for you to be involved And in that RPHAlly.com is a very easy place to go. We're making sure that we're differentiating you from the rest of the riffraff out there, all kidding intended, with your pharmacist or pharmacy technician license. And uh, we're, we're super excited for you to be on board. I mean, I know that you might not know Sean and I yet, 
Uh, but we're, we're pretty decent guys that are pretty real. And so uh, please come on board and make fun of us and uh, treat us just like you would your own family and teach us some things along the way for sure. But yeah, Sean, what do you got, buddy? No, well said, Kevin. No, I, I like, um, I mean, I, I think about like what, what Todd was saying, that used to be me for about 10 years, like going to the retail job. I loved retail, but then it just got to be too much to where I couldn't, you know, up against that those metrics in a 24-hour store and you're feeling three to 400 prescriptions a day by yourself. And then all of a sudden, you know, you have a, the next pharmacist come in to do the same. It's just, you know, like I, I've been lost before and we're just hoping to make it real easy for you to connect with people or connect with something that you want to do to as a as a career switch right and um like kevin and i have talked about it before it's scary like the ai and the machines that are coming but at the same time it's like you know pharmacists need to be involved at every step at some 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 point because i've i've been personally I've, I've seen some of the tech that's really that knocking on our door and it's like okay well we do need to we do need to pivot quickly and we just want to help you get there so the technology that is um use using artificial intelligence as well as the automation is not the place that we want our clinical pharmacists and when i say clinical pharmacists that's 100 percent of you out there that is saturated in the education that you know that you have as well as the experiences that you have that is the human factor that artificial intelligence will not be able to make up until it rises and becomes a a, a human threat if, it, if it's to ever form its own consciousness but in the interim, we have a lot of work to do to fuse technology with our pharmacist knowledge and, and the handholding that, um, that a technology algorithm cannot, you cannot reach across the desk as your patient is crying and not knowing how they're gonna pay for their next medication. And you grab that person's hand and you look them in the eye and you say, I'm your pharmacist and I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna help you through this situation. There's no algorithm that can do that, but that technology is powerful and it's coming. So we want to um, profess and cover and talk about um, all different facets of pharmacy. If you are listening to this podcast right now and something's happening in your life that is a, a difficulty and you want to reach out to this group, this, this group is ready to help you in some way. And we may not have all the answers, but I think collectively with um, with around a thousand members that we're going to be able to accelerate that. And uh, a year from today, when we have 3000 members and five years from today, when we have um, 150,000 members, um, there's power in this. And there are changes coming that we demand of our industry and we demand of our um, of our healthcare sector of, of pharmacy. And we're excited to be a part of it. So thank you uh, both for being here. And a shout out to you, Sean, for starting the fire. Um, we, uh, we are excited to support you. Awesome, Dan. Thank you so much.